Well, looky there, already the weekend is knocking at our door. It's Friday, and that means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. And as you know, folks, um, and Adam, we a few weeks ago we started a series on the names of God. And so we're going to um, tackle our first uh, name of God here, and that is the name Abba. Now, before we get into this, I want to mention a couple of things. I realized as I was studying for this podcast that there were only a few passages that mentioned um, the actual word Abba. So we're going to actually look at two different words for Father that are used of God in this podcast and a couple of verses from each. But Adam, why don't you open us with our quote of the day? And this comes from Galatians 4, 6. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And that's Galatians 4, 6. And then, Adam, if you would also read the definition for Abba, which is right below that. Abba equals Father. It's a customary title used of God in prayer. Whenever it occurs in the New Testament, it has the Greek interpretation joined to it. And that is apparently to be explained by the fact that the Chaldi, I believe, uh, Abba, through frequent use in prayer, gradually acquired the nature of a most sacred proper name to which the Greek-speaking Jews added the name from their own tongue. All right, so we're just going to look at a couple um, th- aspects of God as Abba Father. And the first one of those is uh, Jesus called his father Abba. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And that's Mark fourteen thirty six. And as you can see from this passage, this is when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And even though he knew uh, he had to go through this, uh, he still appealed to his father that um, he, he ultimately didn't want to do this. If, if it was necessary for our salvation, he was willing, but he didn't want to do it. It was, it was going to be not only human agony for him, which was made evident by the fact that he sweat drops of blood in the garden, but it was going to be spiritual agony. Mm-hmm. We, we, only, we only can see the physical part. And we talk about the physical part every year on Good Friday. And um, Good Friday is one of my favorite episodes to do every year, as you know. Um, but I can only really capture the physical part of it. Um, but he went through a spiritual torment that we can't even imagine because he was separated from his father for that brief moment in time. Um, and I can only imagine how awful that must have been. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to because now because of his sacrifice where he's able to say to us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So it's pretty fundamental and significant. And then second point here is as sons of God, we have the same privilege. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's Romans 8.15. And again, this is kind of putting us on equal footing, in a sense, with Jesus. The Bible says that um, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to be called the sons of God. And there's a passage in Hebrews, I think it's chapter 1, where it talks about um, Jesus being our brother, the firstborn of many brethren. 
And so this idea that we have, at least as far as inheritance, we have equal standing with the Son of God Mm -hmm. and that we can call out to God in the same tender, familiar way that Jesus did because of his sacrifice. To me, that is just totally and utterly amazing. And so I hope that encourages you today. Adam, did you have any additional thoughts? I love especially in the first verse we went out of, uh, went over out of the book of Mark where Jesus showed the example of like crying to his father. And Jesus always showed the example of turning to his father for, for wisdom, for direction, for all things. And it just reminds us in our own faith walk with God. Like he is our father. I mean, he's there for us always. I think sometimes when life gets crazy, it can be easy to think like, we're on call waiting with God or something, but like he really is there at any time where we can cry out, Abba, Father, uh, guide me, be with me, comfort me. And, and he's uh, always, always comes through. All right. Well, um, as I said, uh, those were, um, I think all three of those were the, basically the three areas where the word Abba is actually used. So we're going to look at a second word for father that is used for God. Um, and that is the word pater. So could you read us the definition of that? And this is pretty cool because, honestly, I've actually never heard this before for God. So uh, pater, God is called the father of the stars, the heavenly luminaries, because he is their creator, upholder, and ruler of all rational and intelligent beings, whether angels or men, because he is their creator, preserver, guardian, and protector of spiritual beings and of all men, and and also of Christians as those who through Christ have been exalted to especially close and intimate relationship with God and who no longer dread him as a stern judge of sinners, but revere him as their reconciled and loving father. Uh, the father of Jesus Christ is also the meaning of Peter and as one whom God has united to himself in the closest bond of love and intimacy and made acquainted with his purposes, appointed to explain and carry out among men the plan of salvation and made to share also in his own divine nature by Jesus Christ himself and uh, by the apostles. So we could basically do a whole podcast series just, yeah. just based on that definition, but there's a lot of amazing stuff in here. Um, and just thinking about the the broad scope of him as our father, that he is the creator, that he has power over all living things, that he is the father of all Christians, that he holds us close to him. Um, that we don't have to fear him as a judge because the payment's been made. Um, that, once again, kind of the idea that as Jesus is reunited to God, so we can be united to God. Colossians chapter 3 says, um, but now are you dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. And so just kind of that idea. So we're going to look at a couple verses that use this term for Father and talk about them a little bit. And the first one is, Uh, Under the heading, Our Father Gives Good Gifts. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? It's Matthew 7, verse 11. And this this one is is very precious to me because all I know that I've had, um, that I've had certain struggles um, with human relationships, but just knowing that God um, is the perfect father and he says, even you imperfect, even you evil people know how to give good gifts, which we do. Mm-hmm. We, we have the ability within ourselves 
to a certain extent to give good gifts and to think that uh, if we know how to give good gifts, how much more does the Heavenly Father know how to give, give good gifts to us? And I, I think of that kind of in the context of all the things specifically in jobs that I thought I wanted and um, they, it never came to fruition and now I'm in a job that I absolutely love that I wouldn't have even thought a couple of years ago would even materialize. So it just kind of shows how, how good God is at giving the right gifts at the right time. And then, um, yeah, so, and then the final one is Jesus asked the Father to forgive us. And again, this is a familiar scripture that Adam's about to read, but I think sometimes familiarity um, breeds apathy, so it's good to hear it again. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his, his raiment and cast lots. It's Luke twenty three thirty four. So, and we hear this verse quoted a lot, but it's kind of surreal to think that it took place when Jesus was on the cross. And uh, he is hanging on the cross in the process of dying for our sins and when he yells he's not yelling for sympathy he's not yelling for relief he's yelling for forgiveness Mm -hmm. he's asking god to forgive those who are nailing him to the cross and it's amazing to me that he his request basically yields immediate fruit because the centurion who's in charge of all this at the end of it all says Surely this was the Son of God. And I don't know for sure because I haven't been to heaven to see if he's there, but I I certainly hope that we will see that centurion there someday. I hope that somebody went to him and, and uh, told him the rest of the story that Jesus rose and that he could be saved through that, through that resurrection. Um, I like to think that he might have been in the 500 because there was a group of 500 people that, jesus appeared to and several other groups um luke puts it this way that he proved by many infallible proofs that he was alive and uh, so we can rest in that assurance and so we have a lot to be thankful for when we consider god as our father Mm -hmm. both in the definition of abba and also the definition of peter Um, just to think of god as that kind of all-consuming father it really gives um, new meaning to the Chris Tomlin song, You're a Good, Good Father. And I have to admit, when it first came out and they were playing it every five seconds, <laughs> I, I got a little annoyed by it. But as I've been able to step back and think about the words of it, and I really do appreciate the, the sentiment there. Um, and just the fact that the, the end of that is, I'm loved by you. That's who I am. You know, when when all else fails, when everything's going wrong, when your day can't seem to get any worse, just remember that um, you are loved by him. And that also reminds me of the Matthew West song um, where he said, where he talks about all the things that plague us, all the all the names that we think of, you know, my name is regret. But then the end of that is, I am a child of the one true king. Mm-hmm. And actually, for a little for a little while, I had that's that's the name I asked 
Siri to call me. So when <laughs> when I would ask Siri for things, and she would say that, it would be a, a, a an audible reminder to me that that's who I am, that I'm a child of the one true king. And it seems cheesy, but it's a very foundational and awesome truth, even though it, it seems cliche. So I hope that that encourages you. Adam, do you have any thoughts as we wrap up? Well, first is amen on all that. <laughs> uh, secondly, when we stop and think about how amazing God is, that alone can just you know blow our minds. But uh, to think that he's our father, he loved us so much that he created us, he's with us every day, he died for us. And what blows me away almost the most is the fact that he's always there. Like he's really the only one that knows what we go through every second of every day. And he's the only one we can go to every second of every day. Like even if we have like great friends or family, like there's still times where they're going to be too busy or they might just be having a not having it day and they don't want to hear it. I mean, God is always, always there. Not because he even has to, but because he loves us. And that just, that makes your day right there. Absolutely. Well, we hope that this has been a great encouragement to you. Um, And as always, um, these shows tend not to be consecutive because other things crop up, but we hope that you will enjoy this series and hope that you'll check out the archive. We have, you know, over 250 episodes to choose from. Um, and we definitely got better with age, I think. <laughs> so you might want to start toward the middle of the pack, but, uh, enjoy those. They're up there, um, for the use of the body of Christ and they're totally free of charge. Um, so make sure that you make use of them. You can download them free. Um, if you know someone that's not on the internet or not tech savvy, you can burn them onto CDs and share them with your family and friends. And if you feel so inclined, making a donation to Speaking for Him would be great. You can do that at my website, which will be mentioned at the end of the show. But other than that, just enjoy these shows and share them with your friends so that more people can be listening. I think that's all we have time for this week, but I hope that you have enjoyed this, as I said, and um, I hope you have a great weekend. Like I always say, keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.